because of the yeah. X-Men. They don't yeah. got to. They didn't yeah, have they, to, like, the last to. six or... How many times they rebooted recently? And they're yeah. done with all that. It's a soft, soft reboot. Yeah. No, no, no. He's talking about the comic. The comics oh, are the literally... Comic, I can hear the myself. The comic yep. is rebooted. Nope. Yep. Again, though, because yeah. Bendis Luke left. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I heard oh, about that. I saw Luke which, Cage, Marvel... Which yeah. is tough. Bendis is writing Superman. What is... What is... What? Is he yeah. going to be black now? That's not what I'm doing. going to make black again? Like, another, like... Yeah. going to make Jimmy Olsen black? Like, Black Superman would be tight. Like on the TV show. Superman's that been black dope. already before, before, multiple times. Yep, Icon yeah, yeah. was that yeah. when he's a lightning bolt. Icon, yeah, no, no, Icon he was, was black blue and red. No, that, uh, uh, he was blue and red. That his blood's in the crypt, Superman. He was a gangbanger, Superman. Yep. Black Merson did a black Superman. That's what someone said about in one of the reviews I watched of Black Panther is that like the Dormilides are red and the guys they're fighting are blue and then oh someone, my God. someone was like, yo, it's like Bloods and Crips out Everything here. Everything gotta and, be Bloods and, and Crips. And his black sure. friend was like, you're white, you shouldn't say that yeah. about a black you re- Yeah, you really out here. <laughs> so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we got the Begin Podcast coming at your ears yes. for another week of Let's that anti-coonery nerdism that uh, <laughs> hopefully you're starting podcast. to come to love. Um, I uh, go by the name of Catalyst and I'm your faithful host on yo, this Afrocentric Catalyst. ride. Um, I got four of my buddies that tend to ride with me through this whole situation and uh to my right I got Laser Beam, the fishy mama supreme. What up? <laughs> I had never heard that. That's good. That's I like new. That. That's, I like that's, that. I like that. Okay, all right. That's supreme. Yeah. Next, we got double black ready to talk about all the blackness that is Black Panther because we black and we black and we black, y'all. <laughs> black of the black. I forgot what are we? Exactly. Black <laughs> to the fourth power. Bleedy right. black. Yo, I go by the name the one and only Force. I Yo, am Force. here. It's the last week in Black History Month. I'm ready. I'm going to change my name to something. I don't know what a t- 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 parry. Put a click uh, in there. And I'm ready for this Black Panther. And Corwinder Blurred coming at you. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. So today, uh, we got none other than Black Panther. Everybody Woo! has been going to see it. Um, you know, it's breaking records. It's doing big things in the movie theaters. Um, and, and we're going to get pretty in-depth. Um, so, you know... Break it up it's as you need deep. to. You're, you're ready for alert. A, a, you know, a spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. A, lot of, a lot of content. You're going to get a lot from us today. Um, you know, and so then let's this get is, into it. Let's, let's do it. With a flash black, flash black, flash black. Flash black. All right, so what we're going to talk about a little bit is how the movie used the comic characters and who, what, what creators and how they were originally presented in the comics. Starting with Ibuku. Ibuku, who is also known as man ape back in the day who was uh who was created by um roy thomas uh one of the original writers in the uh in the 60s probably like 69 and um he was basically from a rival tribe of the panther clan and he got his powers from bathing in the uh in, in the blood of a white gorilla. Yeah, it was that's that's what it was. He had super strength, mystical powers. Sorry, sorry. I can't even. <laughs> white, white gorilla. White gorilla. He yeah. bathed in the blood in, of a white gorilla. That's how they do it. Yeah. And um, and uh, he is the sacred white gorilla. That's how they did. That's it. And um, and he was uh, and in the movie he, he was the leader of the uh, Jabari people. Jabari people. And um, and uh, he was. He was one of the stronger actors, and we'll get into that later. So he—that's a character that was used it, 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 from the comic in, in a different way. Another character, uh, other characters, the Dormelage and Everett Ross. Um, oh, Claw was also created by um, by the same creator. Now, in the comic, um, 
Claw is a, a, a was um, a trying to steal the vibranium, and um, he became and basically um, uh, he kills um, T'Chaka. He kills um, T'Challa's father, and uh, T'Challa turns Claw's weapon on him and shoots him in the vibranium mount. He becomes a living, sound. Guy. So that's who's that's later Claw. absorbed by Dazzler from the X Men. <laughs> True <laughs> sword, yeah. So X Men, and he right, basically yeah. lives. He basically what, what are those in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> is. That's, that's the clock. And so those are the, those are the oldest school, aside from um, T'Challa himself. Those are the oldest school characters that are reimagined. And I, I think for again, this film. Uh, part of this flash black for me for all you guys if you haven't listened to the podcast before, we did delve into a little bit about Black Panther. We did. Uh, so we got our we Black a, Lightning, Black, Black Lightning Panther, and, and the Flash Black is to go back to it. So right, T'Challa was introduced. Get, get when? some context. When, when was he introduced? T'Challa, nineteen sixty-six. Before the oh, before the Black Panther Party. Look at that. There's some Mad Libs over here. <laughs> before, before, before the, the yeah. Black Panther Party. And, That's um, the key to that. In Fantastic Four. In Fantastic Four. And what did he do? Whoop all Whoop the asses. Whoop all the asses. And, and hit on and hit on the Invisible Woman. Just real yeah. quick, I uh, did Zay some Lester. research. In 1972, when the Black Panthers were big, uh, they changed the name of Black Panther to Black Jaguar? Black, Black Le- Leopard? Black Leopard. Black Leopard, Black Leopard. Black Leopard. Yes. Black okay. Leopard. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, briefly, a, there's a great scene where he's like, Black, yeah, I'm, I'm Black, Black Leopard, Leopard, but a leopard is technically a panther. Is, uh, Black Panther is technically a leopard. And you're yeah. like, right. <laughs> Stan. Yeah, and, and, exactly. and people are like, yeah, that sucked. They, yeah. they so back. he's back to Black Panther. Back. And then um, we go. Then you really have to to get into uh, into the nineties, the yeah. late eighties, early nineties to get the next group of characters that are introduced by uh, Christopher Priest, who would be uh, Everett Ross, who is the um, played by Martin Freeman in the yeah, movie. He was the Tolkien, uh, liaison, uh, <laughs> one of the Tolkien, Tolkien white guys, right? One of the Tolkien white guys. And um, he he was an important uh, P, uh, point of view character. Uh, that a priest used to kind of introduce or reintroduce the idea of Wakanda because before the priest run, Black Panther would just kind of Wakanda was always in the background. Black Panther would just kind of show up in the in the and be in the Avengers just just to be there. And Christopher Priest was the first one to kind of introduce Wakanda as a well. Um, Roy Thomas kind of made. Uh, did, or did another um, made Wakanda the high tech character that it was, but Christopher Priest was the one to use all the implications of what Wakanda would be like in the world in the Marvel universe. So he's the one that that kind of played up uh, T'Challa as a king and not a superhero, and he kind of made that through his run. He's like, but T'Challa is not here to to fight muggers and and uh, you know he's here to advance the interests of his country. And he's a king, and that's what he does. So that's the priest run. Everett Ross was the, the, the kind of entry into that. Um, and then we can go to the next, and, and he also introduced the uh, Dora Milaje, the the um, the uh, female bodyguards, which are also based on I think uh, uh, that what the the kingdom it's a Shanti kingdom in the 16th century. I think so. It's a 16th century African kingdom. Um, that had kind of like the the War black the black, women, the black yeah. Amazons. Mm-hmm. They were they were the the, the royal guard. There were a couple ones. of different ones. I've been and, doing a little research. Yeah, and that's yeah. the that's what they he based them on that. Now um, the um, those characters were originally introduced to be his ceremonial wives. They kind of did away with that because you know 
Yeah, that, that'd be hashtag misogyny. But he wanted to make the, the to make it seem different and, and, and more like, you know, just that the, to, to underline that's a different culture okay. and it's a monarchy and that's what they do. So he introduced those concepts um, as and he also introduced the the suit as a weapon as well. Like he, he was the first one to have his suit is, you know, he also, you know, the, the suit is vibranium and has all these high tech things in it and that and that also introduced it kind of increases power level now we go to then we go to the uh, the next run which is the Hudlin run where he introduces the sister Shuri that's my and he and um, that's another character from the movie and she uh, eventually becomes Black Panther in in his run and that's that was another uh, dimension to the character uh, it was changed um, again in the comic. She's she's older and she's every bit his equal. In the movie, is his little sister, and it's um, kind of changed for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind I think of that's okay though. And those are the the mm-hmm. the character concepts from that were lifted directly from the comics and then uh, kind of modernized for this for the MCU. Okay, cool, super. That's it. All right. All right, all right. So uh, next, we're gonna get in uh, movie characters. Movie characters. All right, all right. Hit them with yeah, everybody. So uh, let's start at the top with T'Challa. T'Challa. What do people think and about T'Challa? Yeah, T'Challa is he's that that is a hard character to do. Like any king, he's a monarch, and whenever you do a character like that, who's the principal, um, I, I think I think it's tough to make them to give them the conflict that can make a personal conflict that can make them. Make them interesting. I mean, if you look at, um, say, like King Arthur, you know, he's he's not. Whenever you see Arthur depicted in a movie, he's usually like the stoic guy. The main characters are are his knights, or they're Guinevere, or they're Lancelot, or all these other characters. Merlin. But I think they they did a Krugler. I think did a um, did a good job with continuing the character's journey from Civil War. Uh, basically, yes. he's. He's kind of dealt with his anger and his need for vengeance, and he comes into this movie with with the mindset of, um, "All right, I'm ready to take over, and I'm ready to be the king that my father was." Yeah, and that's kind of, yeah, and yeah. that's where that's where he starts. Yep. Yeah. That's and he do, that's where his journey starts. Yeah, his his father's view is totally idolized, and uh, is like this perfect image he wants to live up to and just continue exactly. everything his father did. And I, yeah. I think you can't talk T'Challa without T'Chaka in it because in Civil War, you get that T'Challa, T'Challa is T'Challa's dad. It's his dad yeah. who uh, passes away in a terrorist attack in Civil War. And you you see, like, I, I like the fact that they didn't really get into that I'm a reluctant king thing. They already dealt with it in Civil War. Yeah. When you see it, he's coming. It's a homecoming yeah. of sorts. Yes. Yeah. That, you know, this movie is T'Challa's coming back. He uh, assumed the mantle. the mantle. He's coming back uh, after, you know, his his first immersion into I'm I'm king. I'm also the Black Panther. That dichotomy. So, uh, I think they did a, did a good job of not telling too much backstory, but really putting him in a place that he's past that anger part, like you said. Yeah. So for for me, the interesting thing that the you know writer director Ryan Coogler and I forget the guy he co wrote it with did, um, but 
that was interesting is they had a hard time. They had a difficult task of creating an origin story where no origin story really existed, right? Yeah. When you start out with like Captain America or even even Thor, like or uh, Iron Man, like there is almost an established like there's story like mythos ahead of time like you know iron man was an arms dealer then he had this like thing that happened to him you know sort of like you know classic with batman what they had to do the the hard thing with t'challa is to introduce him in a way that one people can connect with but at the same time makes it interesting um because he's got no like backstory yeah, well, right he had it, well he, he had does. the origin from the comic but they right. changed it because claw right. originally kills his father but it, right. they, they couldn't do that his they couldn't do that yeah, there there is a backstory and they said there's always been a black panther right protecting and, you know they say that in marvel right, movies. Right, right and i felt like like you said a lot of the other marvel movies you're introducing people even doctor strange that's it you get right. in the intro stories this reminded me of those like homeric epics where you start exactly. in media rest like you're starting exactly. uh, in the middle of it so you already you, you know they did a good job of you feel comfortable with the black panther you know he's a superhero you know he's a king let's get right into the it's meat right of it and i thought that was a good way to take it instead of walking people and holding their hands through exactly this you know well whole, if they're introducing thing. the any concept in it it's really the origin story of wakanda yeah. it's really exactly. introducing wakanda to the marvel universe so with with t'challa i think uh, they did a great job with him. We guys feel feel the same. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I think he's crushing Chadwick, it right now. Yeah, yeah. I think Chadwick crushed it. He was the yeah. perfect cast. Um, yeah, I he's, mean, he's, the, you know, he only, is. Yeah, he's just just as Robert Downey actor, Jr. is yeah. Iron Man and Chris yeah. Evans is Captain America, Ka- yeah. Chadwick Boseman is T'Challa. Right. Yeah. The, the only real it, criticism it feels right. yeah. that, yeah, that feels you right. have, and that's, and that's difficult to deal with a character like Captain America, it's hard to give that character pathos. Start to make him relation, re, relatable. Because, you know, Iron Man, he's he's a he's an asshole, but that's what that's what you like about him. Captain America is a man out of time, you know. Um, he's and and Thor is like the Same party thing, the yeah. party guy wanting to make good, and and with with the, you know it's it's just really hard to to give that character dynamic. Yeah. To give to give that character a a. a a range of things that you can relate to aside Without from being, being the same old the good stoic king. king. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and that's that's a yeah. that's a criticism that, you know, I've heard people say that the character is boring. And, you know, it, it, it's hard to I I didn't find it so. I just thought he was cool and reserved and I think as as, as black men we can yeah, relate, relate to, to that. that. Yeah. Yep. Because that's kind of how we have to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you know if we're you know I mean, honestly, freeze. if I'm being honest, yeah. that's why I never read Black Panther that much before the Ta-Nehisi Coast, because he was so stoic yeah. and stuff like that. And I don't really relate to, like, my heroes. Like, I have to be stoic in real life a lot. And, like, a lot of <laughs> exactly. black men I know yeah. have to be stoic. But I don't necessarily want to see that reflected in the heroes that I, like, right, right, like right, that right. I gravitate so that's, toward. That's, that's the, uh, but you, if you're writing a king, you have to make it that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So Okay. All right, so that's T'Challa. So, Who's uh, next? Next person, uh, Claw. Wow, he was yeah. he was funny. I, I yeah. love that dude. Yeah. So, Andy Serkis so crushed it. Killed yeah. it. Yeah, I mean to I see how mixed he team. just like yeah. changed from other roles he's played to this guy. He put on weight and he, the way he moved and everything. Yeah, the fact that he might have a mixtape is just like his whole <laughs> his whole his whole demeanor. I thought he was, like a, he was on drugs. Like the character was, <laughs> was a high constantly, constantly was right. a high on some upper. So but, that's like that, but that's the point. That's so that's yes. what makes yeah. it dope. Yes, yeah. that's what makes yeah. it. He's erratic. You don't he's know erratic. what he's going to do next. He was he's up, not he the was, best guy to get into a business deal <laughs> with. Yeah. Claw was the man. He was like, pulling the vibranium he, out of 
of his pants. That's what like, I'm saying. And that, so that's what I'm saying. Like he's eccentric. He's the villain that I feel like anchors it all for me. Whereas right. Michael B. Jordan wasn't bad, but it, it really was Claw that made yeah. well, the villain come I, I think right. we, we were talking about this before is that Marvel kills its villains. And there is a lot of weight placed on Claw because Claw in the comics is the you know, his arch lifelong villain. arch villain, his enemy, you know. He's the Joker. Uh, exactly. The and they did. They had some, some comedic value to it. So, you know, you had the funny moments, but you also felt like this guy was very dangerous. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and when he started letting off the arm cannon, I said, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. right. It came out of nowhere. He F- was just kind of yeah. hanging out, and he was like, by a whole car, yeah. crushed. <laughs> Which yeah. is, not uh, wall maybe out. it don't hurt me. I think also, <laughs> a, a cool thing, because maybe if you look at the comics, no Claw <laughs> is kind of this cartoonish character. You know, he's uh, a yes. red dude with this sonic weapon. Yeah, yeah it looks, he does. It's, he does look weird. He looks like Google Claw. K L A W, like look up what he was, and to translate that to the yes, to to, to, but to translate him to the cinematic universe, Mm. it was a hard thing to do, is to make him not be cartoonish. Uh, And they did; they took some hints from the Hudlin run, but I think they did great, like like interjecting the cybernetic arm, like the whole sound can. Yeah, I like him a lot more in this than 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 he was in uh, Age of Ultron. Which right. is his first appearance in yes. MCU. Right. Yeah. But he's like even grown as a character because losing his arm put him over the edge. Like, yeah, that's right. what I felt like. Yeah. Said yeah. like in interviews that like that's his arc is that like he was kind of already unhinged yeah. in the Age of Ultron, but losing his arm really, he just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. And stuff like that. So he's yeah. just completely. So, so, I, so, like, I think so they knocked it out the park. That was good with Claw. Yeah. Who's right. next? Next person is the next villain, uh, the ma- the major villain of the All movie. Oh, hail kill, kill King Killmonger. Oh, hail King Killmonger. Eh. Right, hit him with the beats. Yo, the yeah. young, the youngest member of the Begin Boys. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to start Beast, with Catalyst on this one. <laughs> so, I want to hear what he has to so, say. So, so once again, by, by no means was Killmonger, you know, bad or badly acted, or you know, not necessary to the development or plot of the film. He just sat in the middle for me. He was he was average. Like I I totally believed he was a dude. I totally believed that you know he was a character that could exist, but he was just like eh. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I guess it could, part of it could have been, you know, you don't necessarily feel like he he's... He pours his face right now. Yeah, yeah You don't necessarily <laughs> feel like he's a villain or he's a, he's a like, a bad guy, I guess, that plays to it. But also, Smart you know, like, well, Michael B. Jordan just, I don't know. I've, I've seen so many, like, portrayals of him that are way more passionate, like... Like he was Wallace, man. Yo, <laughs> like he yo, was Wallace. Yo, can Where's I say Wallace? Wait, String. Is me, Wallace from Creed? No, Where from the Wallace? from the Wire. If no oh, one's watched Wire, yeah. he when he was very young, yeah, one of his first like 13, roles was yeah. was Wallace. Um, he was a kid who was kind of caught up in Bal- yeah, yeah, caught up in Baltimore and like the drug game and stuff like that. But he didn't want to. The yeah. only reason he did it is because his parents was both missing for some okay. reason, and he had to take All care of his kids. But I've seen better portrayals. I, I know what he can come with. I didn't get that from this movie. I got it just so. felt like it sat in the middle. Let me just... So, <laughs> listen, I totally understand it. And I, and I like the fact that you had such a passionate response to Michael B. But still, not Maccabee. No, Kukumba. Yo, Kukumba. So, what I liked about Killmonger was that it was juxtaposed with Claw. You had the... You know, your Joker yeah. kind of guy. It, it reminded me kind of the old Batmans where you had two villains at the same time. Yeah. yeah. You know, when it came exactly. out and, and they that's worked well together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's, you couldn't have Killmonger be over the top because Claw was already occupying that space. And I felt that Michael B. Jordan did a good job of 
like every scene he's in, he was like you said believable, but he was killing those scenes. Like he had impetus he seemed dangerous but he also seemed calculated like even when he was yeah. like feeling himself at his full like i'm the king thing everything like, was a means to an end yeah out of plan uh so and yeah. and that's what i liked is that you know to make a villain like that who doesn't go over the top but is still very dangerous was is a hard line to tread and i salute michael b jordan for doing that and cooler for putting him there and i think Bilal said this uh sorry double black over here was talking about how him and Kugler are like the Scorsese and De Niro, De Niro of yeah. our time. And yeah. that is very, very important to recognize because <laughs> he's been in all of the movies that Kugler has done from Fruitvale Station to Creed. You know, we keep going. So that I, I felt strongly that that character was done well. I said that, but that's all right. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, I think he said that, yeah. <laughs> My bad. Said, yeah. We all black. All black people look the same. All black people look the same. No, I would agree. I, I really liked Killmonger. The more I've seen the movie three times now, and the more I watch it, and the more I think about it, and read about it, and watch people respond to Killmonger, I, I, he's the the best villain I think Marvel's ever put out there. Yeah, he's, he's definitely on, on a par with Loki. Yeah, he's he's complex. You understand his motivations. He For a certain segment of the population, he's... We'll get into that later. He's divided people's loyalties in a lot of ways. And um, and I really like, for me, I'm a D&D guy, and I really like how he was, like, lawful neutral evil. Like, he had a plan. He was very methodical, whereas Claw is the chaotic evil Joker just doing right. stuff. Just like, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I will iterate once again. I am not Lawful saying he is bad or on par with some <laughs> no, of the worst MCU. Like the He's not Whiplash. Like, you know, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's it, to me, it's not Loki. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it, it, there's not a charisma there to it that, that's, that's, that draws you in because his part is mostly just shows up and blows in the first part of the movie. When you're introduced to him, he just shows up and starts blowing things up, except oh, for the museum, in, yeah. except for the museum scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, the more I think about his portrayal, uh, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, there, there's something that's leaving me... Wanting more. ...flat with his portrayal. That's, that's there's right. something that, that... But the more I think about his portrayal, the more I understand the choices that he made as an actor and why he why he chose to play it that way. Mm. Um, it was one, as you said, to, to kind of balance out Claw. And the other was this kind of tension where he's got this plan that's coming together that he's been working on for his entire life and but on that journey to revenge he's he's lost his humanity yeah and 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 it's it's that's the way it's it's and he's portraying that and that really i mean he's got this plan and in his mind he's doing it that's the the brilliance of the of the character portrayal is that because no villain is a villain in their own mind those are the worst kinds of villains. The, the compelling ones think that they're doing the right they thing. The compelling right. ones think that they're that they're the hero. He's convinced himself that he's the hero when in reality, he's a monster. Right. That's what Sigourney Weaver's character says in The Defenders from last summer. She says, right. like every great conflict, both sides think they're right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I'm, and, like and, and you totally get that feel from Killmonger. You totally get that feel from his plight and what he went through. I'm saying the portrayal could have been a little bit more to put it over the top. I agree with for that. Me. I agree with that. Like I think Whereas Claw is like, in my opinion, 
one of the most memorable parts of the film. You That's know what I'm saying? That and I want a rhino. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, Killmonger has this kind of quiet rage to him from until it, like, And I feel like that quiet until... rage wasn't depicted the best. Right. right. Yeah, I feel like that's I've where seen, Catalyst I've come seen from. more I've subtle menace. Yeah. I've seen yeah. better subtle, subtle menace. menace. Yeah. 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 No. I've, hey, man. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's let's stop talking about all these dudes and start talking about some ladies. Okay. Let's start talking about my girl. Okoye. Okay. Okay. Okoye. Okay. Yeah. I loved Okoye. I thought she was awesome. I thought she was great. I do as well. I did as well. I think that they they kind of set it up that she is. She's gonna be in Infinity War. She's probably the baddest ass combatant in the in the MCU on a on a like a Captain America level. Like she's just just just. Well, I think it was for me seeing um, the trailer for Infinity War in December and seeing her running along with those people. Exactly. For me, that once I saw that, I was like, she has to earn her spot. Next to like War Machine right. and the Hulk and Black Widow, and that's what this movie was about for me with Okoye. It was like, okay, she needs to earn her spot, and she did. Like, she did. She my, did. My only gripe is, which honestly I can't hold the character Okoye at fault, is the scene where she throws the spear through the whip and it stops the whip. Yeah. There is a Tommy gun or a automatic weapon, or something shooting out the back of the whip, mm-hmm. and that doesn't stop. Like it was hitting the windshield and. And shooting shit all up, but, but, but she seems to not get hit. Oh, the well, but she's on oh, top of the car. On top of the car, when she jumps right, on right, top right, to right, throw right, the spear. Right, right. They not, they didn't stop shooting. Like, mm-hmm. how do they all of a sudden just miss her a million oh, times while she aims the, the spear? But that's Maybe not her. her that's not the character. She, she was stormed. That's the storm. Her head, her head is wide mm-hmm. open, dog. Yeah, like, I'm, if I'm spraying, I'm aiming for the noggin. If you're but, spraying, you're not aiming. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. If you're you're spraying, not, you're literally you're not, not aiming. But you, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm counting on chance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, it didn't happen. It, it didn't happen. Like I said, can't hold her to it. Only great. Yeah. But that's not her fault. That's no, not at all. Like that's the, exactly that's right. the suspension of disbelief that this chick's gonna be on top of a car. And the casino scene, let's be real, son. And and not yeah. it showed she her also, feet. Her feet were magnetized. And the casino scene was like just yeah. just, yeah. just a gorgeous so, yeah. piece of choreography. Her, yeah, her choreography. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. In the casino on the car, I I really liked it. And I know we're gonna get into this later, but I thought with the Dora Milaje, yeah, but she did a good job of encapsulating. Being the general, the commander, like of the, being yeah, the, she did, the person in charge uh, who's them. in charge of this whole, you know, arm of the Wakanda military. Military, yeah. yeah. Right. Are we talking uh, about the Dora Milaje later? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, no, we're gonna get to that. Her character, I, I think she did a good job of showing that she's loyal to Wakanda, and that's that's one of the interesting things I like about her is that. You know, normally in these portrayals, whenever there's like two lovers torn on an issue, as she and Daniel Kaluuya's character Wakabi is, is the woman who's more emotional and throws her her weapon down and stuff like that. But they reversed it. They made her the one who's loyal to country above all. She was all about heritage and tradition. Kaluuya was sunken place. uh, that's the to part me, that's I flipping loved. the gender roles, and I love yeah. that. Yeah, like, and, you know, and, they make him the emotional one who's like, "I'm doing this family. for love." Yeah, like yeah, he's, yeah. Th- I, I throw down my weapon in the name of love because, like, right. I love this woman, and she's going to kill me for country. And oh, I gotta, and I gotta say, as a as a veteran, that I I just love the fact that they found that they 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 didn't they did not portray her as someone who's loyal to a king. 
to someone who's loyal. She's loyal to Wakanda. She's yes. loyal to the idea. Yeah, her loyal. scene with her loyalty Nakia? is to the people, to the throne, and that's yeah. that was. That was beautiful to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her scene with Lapita when she's That's like, "I'm not a spy, and I have to." Yeah, yes. This is. I worked my whole life to like be. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a spy. I can't go. Like my loyalty doesn't like flip. So that brings us to the next character, Nakia, played by Lapita Noango. No Noango. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I I thought she crushed it. I was like, I had never seen her range. Like again, when she first came on the scene, or for me, first came on the scene with. Uh, 12 Years a Slave, I thought that was a good portrayal, and it was a very subtle role, and it was, a you know, a character who's enslaved, yeah. but I wasn't, like, over, everybody, all, you know, white America was like, oh, she's the best, because she's playing a, a, a victimized slave, that's what I felt, that's what I felt, like, so that's right, when we like our black women, women. yeah, and I was like, you know, she's a survivor, maids and slaves, right. maids exactly. and slaves, yeah, exactly, yeah. I get you, I that's get the you. first black woman who ever won an, an Oscar, is playing a slave, like, you know, mm-hmm. You know, gone with the wind, right? That yeah. nonsense. They, yeah. didn't yeah. Let her, they didn't even let her no, go like, to the premiere. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. it is what and, it was. And yeah. so, and so, she won her. She won an Oscar for you know playing a more realized version of what that character is. But um, so I hadn't seen much range, and then like she's in the Star Wars movies, but it's all CG, and yep. she's playing this caricature, this fake Yoda. So like, Yoda, 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 why can't it just be the, 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 the lady, the lady, lady Yoda. somebody with like subliminals? Yoda. Her her job is to replace Yoda. Well, what's the first one you? Anyway. Can, this is the first movie you can see yeah, her just yeah. as a beautiful, beautiful confident, yes, yes. intelligent, yeah. and, and, the, and it's her. You get to see her. And she, you get to see her. You get to see her. And she's yeah. the one that's bringing me the the. The, con- the outside see she's she outside. outside she's a war dog so she's a spy, spy. She yeah. brings and, outside and she's bringing the outside consciousness to Wakanda and she's yeah. like she's like look the she's outside not as world insular is the worst though. Right. Well, yeah. is, is, is encroaching on us and we've yeah. got to engage with engage it I thought, and the one of the things smaller, I liked is that right. they didn't beat that over the head right. like yeah. Yeah. she introduced it as and a foil to T'Challa and the whole you know Wakanda past but they didn't you know, really like push she, it. Every too scene much. she wasn't in, she wasn't saying. Yeah, that. she wasn't like we need to do this. So I, I thought it was yeah. really good. That yeah. she but that's did that. also one of the issues that you have with with the the main character being a king is that you've got to write the other character. You can't write the other characters being too confrontational because ultimately they've got to defer to him. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the things I liked about her portrayal of Nakia is one, she was a woman who had her own mind, and yep. that she wasn't like always just flaunting over. T'Challa and stuff like that. You Even know, though that, she loved him, she wasn't re- exactly, re- reverent. Yeah. She him. was like, I want to be a spy. Because he's like, come and be my queen. And he's trying to like trick her into thinking that. And she's like, ah, nah, nah, be. Exactly. She's like, nah, if that's not what I want, I still want to be out here in the world. But also, she was the more humane version of Njobu, right? The guy who basically spawned Killmonger and, and went, being radicalized by saying yes, black yes. people in the night. She, not, who was a war not, dog Not basically, well. he... he which is no, and, and that was a, that was a good thing is that she yeah, yeah, she yeah, actually carried that, that uh, <laughs> yeah. as well as yeah. that you know it showed that being in a terms war dog, of ideology, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it, that's yeah. what it showed is that the war dogs like that's what when you leave yeah exactly you get uh, ra- you can become sort of radicalized when you see the war, not even radicalized I don't think yeah I don't think radical I think that you just get a different sense like more knowledge mm-hmm. you get a bigger sense of the you, world you get a consciousness you get it well you I just use the word radicalized because that's what Zuri used to describe in Jobu in the movie he said in Jobu got radicalized 
by black nationalism and seeing yep. the plight of black people in Oakland in 1992. He's seen, he's seen so, it three times. Right, true, 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 true. So, yeah, I'm just using what they said in yeah, the movie. I three times. Oh, so, yeah. so, so the, you okay. might want to make a distinction between having your consciousness raised and being radical. Yes. Yeah, that's a difference between the Kia. She doesn't, she she brings that's that back news, to the world. Yeah, well, news. And stuff like that. She brings it in a conscious way and she brings it to T'Challa, like, to bring back to the point you guys made of, like, she picks her moment when she brings she's like yeah. when he realizes what T'Chaka did and then he says she says you get to decide what kind of king you get to be when he's at his weakest and says we yeah. can change the world and stuff like that you don't get I liked it you so know. I, and the last <laughs> thing I want to say about this character is that she was the love interest as well and it didn't again seem heavy handed and that's yeah, hard mm-hmm. to do is yeah. like to introduce a love interest but also have her be on the equal of T'Challa uh, and yeah. the, she did a good job yeah, it's of, the first of time I can say representing that. that. And it wasn't cheesy. Like, it's hard sometimes when you introduce the love aspect in any movie. Yeah. Like, take Cap and Sharon Carter and all that stuff. You froze. And like, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, froze <laughs> yeah. And, and it was, it was good. It was subtle. So I yeah. think she did a great job. Who we got next? His, Shuri. His little sister, oh, Shuri. 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 Yo, People what are calling her the breakout star. That's, 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 that's absolutely played by Leticia White. She's right. trying to, she's right. trying to fight Wright. Tessa Thompson from my heart, heart though. Yeah. Yeah. People God, are calling her the breakout star. Yeah, we'll get to that later, but what she's from uh, Diana. She's yeah. in Avengers Infinity War, so I can't wait to see her yeah, yeah, with like yeah. Iron Man working on some tech, you know. Yeah. Before this, she was in Black Mirror, the episode called Black Mirror. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in yeah. Humans. Yeah, yeah. She's a you know, of Guyanese. She was act- very funny. But, I thought I she was actually to me the funniest character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, loved, um, I loved her. Yeah. And, what are those? Yeah. What, yeah. I never heard of that meme <laughs> because I'm Wait, old. you didn't? You didn't you, <laughs> you had you didn't know what you never heard of that meme? As soon as as soon as they hit her, I see he had the the What are those? The Jesus sandals. The Those are one of my. Said, I'm too old for that. For me, that's one of my favorite <laughs> moments. Is that they took this it. pop culture stuff, but didn't heavy handed like we talked yeah. about in the Last Jedi when they, you know, the nah, the, the phone call. Like the, exactly. the comedy moments were done well. She did a great job of being the comedic relief, but yeah. not being the comedic yeah. relief. When she's like, like, gets in the car and she's like, wait, what side of the road is it on? <laughs> He's like, for God's sake, <laughs> just drive the car. <laughs> Yeah, so like I thought that was great. Moments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. her colonizer. Yeah. Don't scare me like that. Yeah. The, the, the sneaker scene that and right after that when I'm she gives her, she say, "Oh yeah," she said, "Yeah." She's like, they, "The vibranium disperses the sound." She said, "I called them." Sneakers. sneakers. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty yeah, good. She's yeah, great. Yeah. She was so oh, good. She's like, when you told me we were going to go to California, I thought you were talking about Coachella. Coachella. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I like how Disney threw it. She, she was like, or Disney she gets all the lines. Yeah. And yeah, you could tell they had a ball riding her. She's yeah. a breakout star. And, and, she, and she's the one, like whenever she's on screen, her, there's like a little relief from all the heaviness. Yeah. Because these characters are all like just really heavy. Yeah. And she's the newest Disney princess, Princess Shuri. Shuri, yeah. You know what I know? Oh, there, there you go. Princess that's Shuri. good. Good nod to that. I but think, she's the techno wizard. Well, it's, yeah. yes. So that's what I like. I like their still don't their have a black choice. prince. I uh, <laughs> still don't. The frog. I, I like T'Challa was a black prince until his yes, dad died. exactly. So wh- one of the things <laughs> I liked about it, the choice of making her younger. You know, like you said, uh, Cordwinder, is that in the comics, Shuri actually has a rivalry with T'Challa. Yes. Like there's a point in the Hudlin run where she, you know, anyone can challenge the throne. And Shori goes for the throne and, you know, she loses, but then she eventually becomes Black Panther, making her younger and also making her the tech person. Like she was the female Q of this. Shout out to Andrea. She said said that at at the the best movie. I've ever seen it. It, it, gives, uh, it, it does. It does. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about this later, but the, it does. The movie does have kind of like a, a weird mashup 
in that. It's like it's it's like this James Bond story grafted on to this so, other yeah. story. This Hamlet. So right. did you, so you guys great. read the comic prequel about how she works with Bucky to unscrew his mind and no, stuff like that? No, I, I okay. did not. Was it good? I read it online. I read bits and pieces of it online. It looks good. Yeah, it All looks right. good. All right, so... And, and last, uh, we can talk about is Njobu and Zuri. Are we going to talk about Ross, too? Yeah, oh, Ross. Yeah, 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 Ross. Yeah, yeah. 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 The the main, I, I like, AKA yeah. the white gorilla. The Tolkien, the, to- no, the Tolkien white gorilla. Oh, and Mbaku. Yeah. Um, All right, fair enough. Wait, so who are we talking about? Njobu and Mbaku? Yeah, Njobu and... And uh, he had a, he had such a small Zuri. role, but he did and so Zuri. much with it. Yeah, his yeah, role to me, was pivotal. I want to hit like every scene that's in that apartment is my favorite scene in that movie. I think every scene in that apartment. Uh, Wait, we're talking about the we're talking about the uh, white ape. Or we're talking about the, no, the, no, no. The, the, the the flashback apartment, like oh, the flashback apartment in, in Oakland, in yeah. Oakland, the place in Oakland. Yeah. Um, everything oh. there was the best stuff. I thought that was the strongest. Uh, stuff that drove the character. Otherwise, it just would have been like just another spectacle movie. I'm trying not to curse. Um, it just would have been Good just joke. like blam jokes. You can explosions. curse on this podcast. No, I know, but I'm, to, I'm, I'm 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 trying to you know rein it in. Um, <laughs> uh, but like the stuff of like a brother and betrayal and family and betrayal of like the motivation why and Joe like went where he did why he got so radicalized. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I thought he didn't have really a lot of time, but he used his time well. Well, I yes. Thought. yes. So that, yeah. I mean, that's it. Like, yeah. look, that's, that's pretty it. much yeah. all I have to say about yeah. him is that yeah. he did a great job. I mean, based yeah. on the strength that I've seen, yeah. I really want to watch this TV show he's in. This is us because Sterling K. Brown. If you watch interviews with him, he's just been like watch it, watch it with a box of tissues, fam. Yeah, that <laughs> shit is sad. It yeah, is, yeah. It's so it's but just like sad. he just crushed his acting. Is and watch that. I that it, spirit yeah. world okay. where they my, go to my, and they, my job talked a lot about it so I came home and, and they it, and they go to the spirit world with mm-hmm. with them in it and then it's just this like you guys said earlier it's this uh, cut off from the rest right. of the yeah, they've been like abandoned from the rest there. of the yeah, yeah and like you can see outside the windows uh, you could see the yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that yeah but, yeah yeah you could see the outside where all the panthers hang out with the spirit stuff yeah. it's all purple <laughs> yeah it's all you can see they that, having yeah. a panther party yeah. out there he can so see they, it but he can't join i mean join for me as a black man seeing see, the scene see, yeah. with his dad with t'challa and his dad when he first goes to see him and he's like i'm right. not ready to be without you and like you can cry for your right. dad you can be sad that you miss your dad and grieve for your father in this way was really powerful and then to juxtapose it and show how Eric. like Eric Killmonger is just dead almost inside and he's like no tears for me yeah. and he's like everybody yeah. dies he's right. like and he had that one that tear. one yeah. single yeah. tear and stuff like that and like see, to see the juxtaposition and also it's like know. it's like from the last movie to Ch- you know T'Challa's dealt with his his yeah, issues yeah, yeah, he, his, he's, his, he's yeah. become a man he's, yeah. he's 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 whereas Killmonger supplanted his father yeah. whereas Killmonger's still trapped there and with, now with his father, yeah. in, in he's little, when he shows up, he's a little boy, yeah. you know, yeah. and he's looking through the, the, the lens of yeah. lens. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah. that was a really good scene, and which was also taken from the comics. You know, there's sure. in the lore, you are able to access, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, the other spirits Spirit. of the Panthers, and I think yeah. Jonathan Hickman did that, right? Yeah, uh, introduces that, and it's only the kings who are there. So I thought that was again like a cool thing that like yeah. he's royalty, but he's not allowed to be with the rest of the, king. the kings. And, and guess, he never say, was. And I gotta yeah. say again, this this movie I think does the best job of 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 just combing the comics for 
for inspiration. No, the nuggets. And and yeah, but, but taking and his, the, his but taking those they, they taking those ideas mm-hmm. and just making them translate to the to the film medium and the world and the world is just it's just really, really well done. Yeah. All the all the movies do it, but this is the one that just mined the comics so well and thoroughly and just translated them yes. to make something really good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's why, because as a fan of comics, I, I, I love that. That's that's one of my th- things I, I really, really okay. love about it. Uh, yeah, well, let's, let's hit M'Baku M- and Ross. M'Baku, he, he was such, I, I, that dude killed it. I mean, yeah. you can tell, he, he was like, I'm in this movie. I'm enjoying this. I'm gonna act the shit out of this. Yeah, he he was one of my favorite characters too. Me too. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Claw and him were probably scenes. my two favorite characters. Well, yeah, he's in two scenes, sure, and I thought they did. Baby. You know, if if you read the comics, like Man Ape is another big Black villain. Panther villain, villain. Yes. and I have to honestly say that when they approached him with the heart shaped herb, we're gonna get into that later with the herb. Uh, <laughs> when they approached him, I kind of thought he was going to step up and fight. Mm-hmm. But you know that caught me off guard, and you know him being like, "Yo, I have T'Challa, right? You know, let's you know I challenged him, but and I still I want him, and yeah. I lost, and I he's my king kind of thing. Right. Uh, I I thought that was a, a a good use of the character. He actually came through for me, being like he had comedic value, but also a menace to him. Yeah, he, which yeah, I thought yeah, was yeah. really it was it's a great like he in in yeah. bodied two very different roles. In no, the I few think, scenes yeah. he was in, and I, I thought was great. salute to that. Like, he yeah, was great. I, I mean, a lot of people say Shuri's the breakout star, or Letitia Wright is the breakout star, at Shuri. But for me, it's Winston Duke as Mbaku. Yeah, he, like, did, he did a great job. He, he did the, the scenes he was every, in. Like, everything they gave him to do, he yeah, yeah it was a little better for me. Uh, imagine uh, when yeah. you get the script and you're like, I'm man ape. Well, there's a whole. I mean, I can go into a whole story about that. Like listening to his interview because he's a huge comic head, and they were gave him these like fake sides, which are like fake scenes. Um, And it was this untitled Marvel movie, and he was reading them. And Ryan Coogler was in the room. He's like, "Is this Mbaku?" Yeah. And and like Ryan Coogler was like, "Wait, wait, how how do you know this?" (laughs) He was like, "I love Black Panther. I I read comics and stuff like that." And he was like, "Oh well, we're casting you. Like that's this is done. Send everyone else home, basically." Kind of deal. So he Um, he did good. And and I look forward to him in the next movie. Yeah, when they recast him from the white ape, like you know, made him a vegetarian and made it a joke, and like you know, there's great things written about how they re envisioned Man Ape to to be this like. You know, I have a noble leader. Yeah. Sorry, fact. I got a, a hard question for you, for you, Black Panther dudes. So, how is Manape? They seem to just be some dudes running around with clubs. Like, <laughs> like, how were they supposed to be competing with the rest of the clubs? Yeah, they well, just had big clubs well, with big like. Well, here's, here's the, the thing that I like, think, oh, no, but they could fight, fight with them. And joints, this is though. something that that's fight, happened. But not these well, this is something that happens in all the Marvel movies, though. Yeah, it's like. If you like, notice that the most advanced cultures aren't using, they're using melee weapons like the Asgardians. Yeah. Even oh, like in the okay. in the um, the Chitauri and the Avengers. Chitauri, okay. The, All right. The in on the, in Thor Ragnarok, but they're more advanced, but they still yeah, lose they, they to still, a lesser advanced. Yeah. People. So, so it seems like that, you know, have, I mean that might just be for cinema, whatever. Yeah, in the Marvel like in purposes. the Marvel universe, the, the advanced cultures up. use kind of high-tech melee weapons. I mean, the Asgardians, arguably the most advanced, you know, I beings guess, in, in, in the MCU use swords. Yeah. You know, Thor's, Thor's swords. on the hammers. 
Yeah, they had, they had super clubs. Like, I mean, I just I assumed so. that I, those yeah. clubs were vibranium and they somehow were able to defeat the shields and, like, they were on equal, equal footing. footing. Like, right. I All just right. assumed that they were on, like, in terms of weapon level, they were on equal Because yeah. you guys are telling me, man, they bathes in the blood of the white gorilla. So, what name doesn't do that? So, in this film, I imagine this dude is not bathed in the blood of the white gorilla. Right. So, I want to know, how is he showing up on the Wakanda battle On the power level. On the <laughs> scale of power, scale since he, had, right, he ain't right. hollered at that white ape yet. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah. So, y'all ain't got no good answer from me. Yeah, nope, I, nope. I, I'll accept it. It's just Marvel cinema it, yes. magic. I, He's on the protagonist side. They win the battle. Yeah, when, when, no. the, when the baseline is that <laughs> his origin is he bathed in the blood of a <laughs> girl. I think that's cool as shit. Yeah. Well, hold up. But, that's no, awesome. but testament to what... Adam be praise. Testament, to what Force, praise. testament to what Forrest and Double Black was saying, though, is like, even though he didn't take the purple herb, and we were saying, like, you know, he chose not herb. to fight, he didn't herb that herb, yeah. you know, I'm saying I, I got my fair you yeah, know, knowledge yeah, of purple earth yeah, yeah. um but you know true uh it, I, he didn't choose not to fight because he still came at the end and fucked some shit up yeah. so like I, I feel like he he chose to fight you know on his own terms he didn't need no help he's like one of those dudes like in the hood that would choose rather to scrap it out with you than get a gun and that's what right, i liked yeah. about him right. a lot you know what i'm saying like he was all about like i'm i'm stronger than you you know what i'm saying and right even though i lost I'm gonna be there every day, ready to scrap until exactly. I win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I like about. Fight. I love the. I also love the idea that somebody thought that Man Ape was too racist, so they changed the name to the White Gorilla. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's not that's not racist at all. So I, I love the fact that Ryan Coogler was able to reimagine him idea. from the Man Ape as this, you know, great internal threat that T'Challa has to fight a lot into <laughs> M'Baku. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, it made him into this really interesting character. Who you know yeah, just loyalty, he, has, yeah he, has he was a traditionalist goals, and that's what allowed yeah. him to stay true to his character yeah that, ex- exactly exactly also if you're listening to this please Google man ape and look at the images <laughs> yeah. because not only did he bathe in the blood of yeah. white gorilla but yeah, he wore a, so he was a black man yeah. wearing a white gorilla, gorilla skin yeah. I'm one not of my making favorite this story just real quick one of my favorite storylines of him is when T'Challa marries Storm in that book and he shows up and he's trying to actually be peaceful and give him a gift and he gets drunk and, then, like, and he's just like no I'm here to give him a gift and like everyone knows this is like T'Challa's main enemy so like Doctor Strange and like uh, Iron Fist all beating up man a Wolverine because they're just like no you can't ruin T'Challa's day so they take turns beating him up as he tries to sneak into the wedding party and he's just like no I'm just trying to give him a gift like for real then he gets in there and gets drunk he's like the bad uncle yeah, yeah. So, but that's just, that's just show you how much we all love man because yeah. we, we just went off on him so uh, yeah. agent ross ross agent ross, ross. Agent what ross. Out for him the other tolkien I, I got i got a soft spot for that character because in the in, in, the, in, the, in the christopher priest run in the first page of the comic you see ross in his underwear being confronting Mephisto, who's the big demon of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> and it goes from there to a, you know, how did I get in the situation? Ross is just such a such a great character that Priest created, and I was really glad that at the beginning that 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 he kind of evolves into into he's the point of view character of the skeptical Westerner who doesn't really understand what's going on. 
until he's introduced to these wonders and he's like wow i'm on team panther now yeah i mean he was a great he's the point of view audience character to introduce the world and he was great in that martin freeman did a great job i think i I enjoyed his portrayal i liked him in civil war as well when you first get to see him on screen uh one of my biggest issues with him though was that like he is part of you know the whole international community shield and all that stuff and finds out that T'Challa has a bulletproof suit and stuff and is still believing that Wakanda is a third world nation like he didn't do any background research that this dude was yeah that's, they erased know, all the guy. research though with but their war dog. He, no, was exactly. there. he was there he met T'Challa he saw him in the suit he saw well, the Dora Milaje yeah. like like you gotta click like yeah, he is, exactly. he's a big that was player so for me that's yeah. that was the one it's just yeah. disbelief you know, yeah, 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 yeah I couldn't do it too far. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, you could, you could even argue that that's his yeah. that, that he, that's like, like you saw him is so he didn't start putting the pieces I feel like that was yeah he's internalized racism okay that's true he's like that's how I rationalized it yeah like I can't really believe when the black people have this stuff right right yeah 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 that he yeah yeah. That like he overcome like his consciousness is raised through the movie. Like he yes. he, he he got the Kamoyo bead and got in his woke. back. He got woke Wakanda <laughs> yeah. over here. The yeah. woke token Wakanda. Okay. Kind of, so. Um. All right. So all right, uh, that's characters. Yeah, that's yeah. characters. So and Angela Bassett as a mom was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Angela cool. Bassett. Yes, yeah. we got to got to talk about Whitaker her. killed in Azuri as well. Yes. Also, yes. you know what we learned is that so just just if your last name is the same and you're a black person, <laughs> no, you're right? not related. You're not related. <laughs> Before so. the episode, we had a little uh, spat about if Denzel Whitaker, who played the uh, young Zuri, uh, was I, I can, actually Forrest Whitaker's son. From. Yeah. He, he is not. For Makes those sense. who are intrigued, yeah. it is not. He is just. Uh, conveniently yeah. named the same thing. Also, Michael B. Jordan is not related to Michael Jordan. No, he's not. They have no that. relation. Holy no snipe relation. No, he's not. And Donald Glover is not related <laughs> to Danny Glover. No. Yeah. Y'all need to stop. Actually, he might be. You never know. Black <laughs> never <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with it. Have a man. great uncle yeah. in this thing. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, now we got reviews, man. No, 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 no. no, no, no. World uh, uh, Yeah. I, world. If you've ever listened to us before, yeah. uh, part of the characters is normally the world that it's in. And Wakanda is a character itself. That was what. Yeah. That was what the bulk of the movie is 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 devoted yeah. to, to exploring Wakanda. Exploring it's an origin story for yeah. Wakanda, really. And, and they did a great job of showing the depth of Wakanda. The, you know, the dichotomy of how the outside world perceives Wakanda versus what the reality of Wakanda was. I think was very important. And, and also, to they, the they, whole they deal with the concept because a lot of people would, you know. The, the, a lot of people would, a lot of the criticisms of, or just the of the idea of the movie is like you've got this super advanced African nation. Why aren't they, why aren't they exerting influence on their neighbors? And this the the movie goes a long way to, um, the the movie goes a long way to to uh, explaining why that doesn't happen. Because why why the world is the way it is with Wakanda in it, and it explains why they don't exert influence on their neighbors and what their philosophy is and 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 the conflicts and the tensions that develop because of the, that lifestyle. To me, the the only reason that it makes sense for Wakanda to be so isolationist as they were, as they are, is just because I feel like they saw the, how the world uh, evolved over the centuries, especially Africa. And I feel like it's too dangerous. They felt 
uh, it was too dangerous to take on the whole world. How do you help everyone without yeah. making enemies in some way, shape, or form? Well, in, the, in the Hudlin, and, oh sorry, in the Hudlin, yeah, in, so in the Hudlin run, they they he he uh, says he makes it part of the canon that the Wakandans kind of made a deal with the colonial powers. Yes. In that we will, it's like he was like, okay, we could all either fight each other to a standstill and destroy one another. Like, yeah, you've got the numbers. You could beat us, mm-hmm. but we would take you down in the in the in the struggle, mm-hmm. or we can make a deal. You leave us alone, we'll leave you alone. Yeah, so that's the that's that's you know that that's kind of like the Faustian bargain right. that was okay. Yeah, I mean in the comics, just real quick to go along with our like Flash Black thing that we said, like that's when right. you in our previous episode you asked what what we expected from Wakanda and I specifically said because I was expecting this that Wakanda would be the like fourth character you know it would be this interesting character and I was really interested and they delivered 100% in making Wakanda this awesome thing and from the very beginning like seeing it a couple times one of the things I picked up on is when that father's talking to a son at the beginning, he's like, yep. tell me a phone. That's Njobu and, oh, yeah. and, and Killmonger like Killmonger, yeah. and stuff like that. That At first, you'd think it's like T'Challa and his dad, but it's actually not. He's like explaining like the his. And so from Jump, the world building for Wakanda is like amazing and used in an interesting way to develop the characters, right? You know, because his last few lines are among like, imagine that a kid from Oakland believing in fairy tales that his dad told him and stuff yes. like that. So the way they like tied it all back together, like... You know, Which beautiful. I think uh, is very important because, at, for, at least from the trailers I've seen from Infinity War, is that Wakanda plays a huge role in, that oh, yeah. in the film. Yeah, yeah. You know, Wakanda is a, a, a huge part of the Marvel Universe in general in the comics, and it was cool that they were able to build the Wakandan uh, nation, and which brings us to the yeah, five, five tribes. tribes. I'm super interested in these five tribes. Is this yeah. something... So yeah, that's, 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 in, the, that's yeah. in the comics, too. Like, they... they I think um, I want to know more about one, yeah, one of the I, the river tribe. Well, the 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 one of the original creators um, made Wakanda. It, it's it's a it's a nation of um, the the, of, the, the uh, that, that has a, a, a yeah. kind of a delicate balance. I think Priest made this uh, brought this concept in. Basically, what the Dormelage do is that they. Um, that that girls from each tribe, tribe there. Sure. donate yeah, uh, women to the Dormelage, yeah. and they're all ceremonially ceremonially married to the king, mm-hmm. and that's what helps keep the the balance, balance. Yeah. between all the the mm-hmm. tribes in the in the country. So is the Black Panther tribe? Is that one tribe? Yeah, the pan- there's a, there's the Panther tribe. There's okay. the the. White apes, yeah, <laughs> yes. tribe. And, and and all the yeah. There's so, the crocodile tribe. Okay, right, right, right. So, the crocodile tribes. And Initially, lions. with the <laughs> Kirby and the Stan Lee run, they did that. They did the yes. the crocodile tribe. But what I've discovered in research is that later they're renamed. And what Ryan Coogler did was he because he calls them like he didn't want those like typical African sort of westernized like the alligator tribe right. and the Crocodile. gorilla tribe so he named them the Intabeli tribe the Jabari tribe right. yeah. you know and so he that's what Kugler did and then some of the I don't yeah. know if it's the priest of Holland run that's when they got the names like the border tribe the mining tribe yes you know the mercantile tribe and stuff or the trading tribe and stuff like that so like you know there's been this evolution of trying to get away from a colonized way of just calling it the crocodile right. tribe the gorilla tribe and you know 
so it's, it's, it's kind of a, a class slash caste system. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, which I think is important to show that even, you know, Wakanda is its own nation, but within it, there are different aspects. Right. And there's all, you know, there's, you know, this kind of clash right. in between its own society. Because if it's you, isolated, but there's yeah. still different. Yeah, like if you go back to like the Kirby stuff, it's like the Rhino tribe. That's the tribe that Wakabi belongs to. But like in Kugler's one, they call them the Border tribe because their job is to protect on the outside. And so like that's I thought that was really a good evolution of the like sort of world building that they did. You know. Well, at this point, if you're listening to the podcast, this is your time to to grab a drink real quick because we are being long winded about this, but mostly because this movie. Is a cultural moment. (laughs) It is. So this is a longer podcast. Prepare yourselves because we are still getting into it. What we got next? Uh, You want to talk about the vibranium and the... Oh, yeah. Let's... Okay. Yeah. Are we going to go MCU or into the filmmaking or what are we doing? So I... No, no, no. Vibranium actually needs to be discussed. And then... I think is that... You said you really wanted to talk about it. Yeah, it's a magic metal right now. Go for it. Another one of my few critiques is like they did a lot with the vibranium. I honestly don't know what the aspects and powers of vibranium seems are. Seems to be sound based. And well, in the the comic universe, vibranium is, yeah, it absorbs energy. Sound is the first thing. That's why Claw, who is yeah, T'Challa's uh, major villain, he produces like yeah, he sound based powers. Vibranium was originally you know absorbed sound. That was the thing. And mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in the movie, they just have it being you get this wonder metal and right. now all these it's, things can it's happen super strong. Well, I and, think, it's, yeah. and they don't really discuss yeah. how what does this wonder metal strong. get you hover bikes like how does it, it, wonder exactly. metal get you uh remote control you know i i, I, healing, I healing beads, healing beads. how does this I, I wonder metal that. do all this but you know like, give me give I, I me there like, give me yeah but i also feel like you know they don't they don't explain Asgard's technology. It's just like it's just like what it is, <laughs> and this is I, I, I think it's kind of the on the same level. It's, it's Clark's law, you know. It's like they've developed, you know, it's like it's, let's say they developed a hundred years ahead of us, and so like imagine trying to explain a cell phone to someone from nineteen eighteen. Okay, you know, right, or or a, you know, it, it's like or oh. trying to explain a, uh, a a tablet or the internet to someone from nineteen eighteen. You know, you, 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 you it, it's, to me, it was kind of like they've, they, I feel you. they developed the capacity to use this metal set. Let's say they could make micro batteries okay. that, that, yeah. that, that could store a lot of energy from, from this vibranium, mm. which allowed them to do all, you know, whatever. And I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't necessarily think that needed to be explained okay. in this movie to okay. make it, to make, at least to me, that didn't take me out of it. That 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 did that did not take me out of it. <laughs> yeah, right. no, I didn't. I didn't need the the deep explanation. I kind of just that I was able to suspend disbelief and we just nerds, go with son. it. We yeah, nerds. I did it. I did it. But I'm a nerd. Yeah, I mean, I wanted more, but I was. I mean, for me, I just made the jump that the soul stone. Don't jump it. Yeah, wait, wait. wait. Don't yeah. listen to yeah. so that. Don't just, listen to the soul stone. Yeah, I, so yeah, that's, that's I just thought, for me. Uh, that's what I did. It was intriguing, and, and and I'm glad we were talking about it because vibranium was actually a character. They, they put such emphasis that just a small fraction of vibranium that Claw snuck out 30 years ago was able to cause such devastation in the real world. Yeah, like that's the thing is that 
Klaus took out the vibranium in Avengers 2. You see it being mentioned. Right. Vibranium is also in Captain America's shield. That's why he's able to fight Thor yeah. in the first Avengers, right? Yeah. Thor, that Thor vibranium that yeah that it's also uh, claw adamantium, but you know they in, 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 in the mainline MCU. Yeah, yeah, in the mainline MCU. In, in, in the, but in like the, in the comics. you know, normally you're just when you watch the first Avengers, it's like Thor just hit him with the thunder hammer right. and like he's got a thunder and Cap's a strong man, but he's a yeah, dude. Got a shield. Yeah. <laughs> like how is he able to like? That's it. That vibranium yeah. shield. He has a vibranium shield, and, and so that's like, from Wakanda. Yeah. And they had like bigger problems, so they you know no one was just trying it. to figure that out at that moment and stuff like that. But it's just it. like uh, what what's going on? With this right now? <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Which which puts let his name go. to? Hey, no. Hey, let hey, it go. Hey hey. Never. Oh, you caught that, right? This guy. <laughs> okay. This guy over here. All right. <laughs> Never forget. Never. Never forget. So you know, I'll just say, take notes, Ryan Johnson. Ryan this Johnson. is how, yeah. Ryan Johnson, this is how so you him. subvert expectations. Exactly. Don't make shit make sense. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, yeah, so vibranium. So vibranium is big, and we talked about this. Uh, I feel like most of us here think that the last Infinity Stone is where? In the, in, in Wakanda. In the sand pits. Oh, back to the Mad Libs. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, in, uh, it's in Wakanda. It's in the vibranium. It's in the pit. That's, yeah, that's what I... That's the pit is orange. Because they, 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 they even set it up sand. to say they've been they've been mining this for centuries and they've barely scratched the surface. So, I've been saying this. I've been, it's, it's not I, in the vibranium. It's under the pit. It's under the barium. I think they don't really know. I think they don't really know. They don't even know. I think that's the way it works. Laser Brain just has to bring this up. because orange. Yeah, it's supposed to be yellow. The fairy in it. It's supposed to be orange. Yeah. Um, it's stone. So, uh, all the other Infinity Stones and all the other MCU movies <laughs> it's got have soul. been introduced in all, all in a, another previous film. And uh, I apparently, though Black told me that uh, Coogler was like. I didn't have time to put it in my movie called Black Panther. Wait, well, he said he said it's that too he, much felt going it, he felt there was too, too much, much going on. It would, it would have been overstuffed. Okay, okay fair enough. Uh, I feel like it could have been in one of those uh, end credit scenes. That's where I think it should have I been. Think, I think he misdirected. I think it's there. I think it's subtle. And I think he just didn't put it in there because it would have made it the soul weird. in the vibranium. Yeah. yeah, the soul's in the pit that they bury him in, man. Yeah, and they bury you in orange dust, and you go to the spirit plane. But yeah. here, the thing is, is that they even say that the vibranium affected the tree, the plant life, and everything else. Yeah, so it all comes, comes from the comes vibranium from. with a herb, the, the plant spread. Well, I think the vibe. I mean, I think it's all connected. I think the soul stone changed the vib, changed that metal to what we they yeah. call vibranium, but it also is affecting the plant life, is affecting the earth around it, and it allows you to go to that plant. I think the Basically, it changed the plants into something that allows you to travel into the soul plane. You say that Wakanda is infused with soul? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Black people yeah. got soul. It may, it may have been too on the nose also for Ryan Coogler. I'm cool know, with that. Be like, yes. you got the soul Because then people would have been like, where's the soul train? And where's the soul plane? Can Snoop get in this movie? Come on, man. man let's no, talk Snoop about this soul movie, plane. though. Catalyst, you totally would have watched that. Like, <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the after end credits, if Snoop shows up I'm in saying, the soul man. plane. Shizzle my nizzle. He would have been a way better rhino herder. That's all I'm saying. He would have no. been that nigga. He'd be like, hey, let me get these rhino? Ron Nizzles up in this, up in this gay tizzle on the mother fizzle. That herb? What's Man. up, nephew? He said, I heard they got that purple shaped herb, dog. I've been growing that for years. Exactly. <laughs> we got the next laser beam. Folks. So it's it's up to what we want to do. If we want to talk about our scores right now no. or filmmaking. I think uh, being nerds, 
and I know that some people feel yeah. very passionate about this, I want to turn it over to Double Black to talk about the filmmaking. We're going to get nerdy about the technicalities of it. Right, right. right. Okay, so Let's in the filmmaking, um, Mr. Ryan, the film is directed by Ryan Coogler. He He's co-wrote it with his um, writing partner, Joe Robert Cole, another black man who writes This Is Us, apparently. Um, he's one mm. of the co-writers on that oh, show. Um, so, like, it's just black people blowing up. And so, for me, the filmmaking, as a film student, you know, someone who's worked on movies and, and, and studied movies in a critical, analytical way, is just tops. It's 10 out of 10. They hit so many marks well. Um, we can start, the big one that a lot of people are talking about, a costume design of Ruthie Carter, um, who's a black woman, uh, and uh, she started out, I believe, uh, on uh, Spike Lee's Malcolm X back in the day, and oh, so this, yeah, I think he gave her a big break back then, um, and she, she did all the costume designs on X and stuff like that. There's a bunch of interviews with people talking about her, talking to her about her work over the years. Um, she's close friends with Angela Bassett, so Angela Bassett sings her praises in a lot of interviews. That makes but sense. everyone is like, she should, like, she's got best costume locked up next year and stuff like that um so um but like the work she did she drew all these influences from all these different tribes from ghana from yeah Benin, it's impressive from south africa yeah. and um she talks about one of one of the things i really liked that she talked about was working with the costumer guys who make the black panther and iron man this big marvel warehouse of like super nerds who make all the like normal con and yeah, having costumes. to work with them as like i'm working on african needlepoint and these dudes are super nerds talking about like how are we going to make the vibranium yeah, <laughs> and right, so she has right. these really interesting sort of interactions with these dudes who are like 27 year old jewish dudes from california yeah. <laughs> and she's like this like 55 year old black lady who's like really into like you know into bailey needlepoint and, right, stuff right. Like that. and putting the the detail but putting that all together, together but putting the detail into all the, like, from Shuri's, like, panther fist to the Dora Milaje, you know, outfits and stuff like And she drew, like, if you look at her workshop, she drew, she has all the stuff from, like, the Priest run and all the way back to Stan Lee and Kirby to the Hutland yeah, run, like, with Shuri. Just has shows, these yeah. blown up to, like, you know, 12 foot tall so she can really get the detail of a lot of this stuff. She was and not stuff. messing around. She was not messing around. So the costume designer, and that just goes to show Ryan Coogler really did a good job of surrounding himself like just like T'Challa surrounded himself with powerful women Ryan Coogler surrounded himself with powerful women to make this movie Ruthie Carter was the was the costumer but he also had a woman we'll call named, him Wadib exactly he also had this woman Hannah Belcher who was the production designer who like built the throne room and like what? all these different and she's a black woman too who's done a you know who's finally getting some shine and uh, I saw an interview with her at Comic Con where she couldn't like give a lot of details and she can't yeah. and but she really killed yeah. it with the production yeah. design and she should get like a lot of recognition for that um another one is uh, a woman uh rachel morrison um who is the director of photography the cinematographer she crushes it in terms of like those sweeping shots of africa when he's like flying back in and those dudes are on horseback right like i mean the shots she did i mean she's up for an oscar this year for mudbound if people don't know she did the cinematography on mudbound which is an amazing movie so that was and great she's the, and she's wasn't the black panther it wasn't Black Panther, but she was the. I think she's the first woman ever nominated. She's a white woman, but I think she's the first woman ever nominated for Best Cinematography. I believe that is yeah, correct. Yeah, that, um, yeah, that that's cinematography. And so, she did such a cool job on Black Panther. That yeah, was, and so that like she, the cinematography is is, is great. great. Yeah, great. And, yeah, and, and so just like and so, but one of the big big things for me is this guy Nate Moore that no one is even really talking about. Right, right. Um, and so yeah, he is he basically he's yeah. uh, Kevin Feige's right hand man. He's yes. an executive producer yes. 
and he's the he's a black dude from Southern California who basically um, recruited the Russos to do the la- uh, to do so Winter Soldier, Soldier and, Civil War. and so he found he basically is the bridge between Marvel the Russos Winter Soldier and Civil War and then okay. in Civil War he's like we need to introduce job, Black, Black Panther Black and then right. he so he did all like he did a lot of this work behind the scenes and like he's just like this very unassuming like Ryan Coogler's getting a lot of credit but he found he helped develop Develop, Ryan Coogler's story and bring him in and stuff like that so there's this this nice unassuming black dude named Nate Moore um, who like is crushing it and for black people behind the scenes as an executive producer and I'm like I just want like yeah that's what you need yeah I just want Kevin Feige to go take over Star Wars so this dude can take over Marvel like at this point like that's what I want Yo, to happen <laughs> and so um and yeah, so that's movies, yeah but ooh but yeah, yeah. That was so like the more I think about that movie the less I like yeah, it exactly. like, yeah. but can you imagine this dude Nate Moore was running <laughs> if this dude Nate Moore was running Marvel like how many Can't like it like it would just be amazing but anyway I can imagine um, black people ran a lot of things yeah exactly so that's I mean and there's a world before Black Panther and a world after Black Panther and now the world black after Black I just want wow, black people to run everything that's some crazy stuff man <laughs> exactly that's what you guys so, are saying wait wait yeah. And the so last like thing BBP I will, and yeah. ABB. And the last thing I will say is just to tie it back to the writing is, you know, watching Ryan Coogler develop, like you know, his story is that he really loves the movie Rocky. That's why he made Creed. And if you listen to him talk about like his his interactions with his father and you know him being an athlete too, the movie that they really bonded over was Rocky. And he made you know he made this movie Creed on the strength of like his knowledge and love of Rocky. And for me, this movie is Rocky Three, like Black Panther. At least part of it is is part of it. It's really like Rocky Three mixed with like Hamlet and like Shakespeare and James yeah. Bond and James Bond and stuff like that. But like you know, the whole fight with and his interaction with Mbaku is like Mbaku is basically Apollo Creed yep. and stuff like that. When he oh, yeah. loses and he needs to find someone to go back to to help him get the eye of the tiger. Yeah, and get the eye of the tiger. You know, the Left whole like it's a tiger. Who Killmonger yeah. is uh, Clubber Lane. And Killmonger is Clubber Lane because he's a guy. He's a guy from the street who's hungry. Who's like you know yep. Rocky's been sitting okay. up here. T'Challa's been sitting up here. And he's like lack comfortable, comfortable. lack of luxury. Good. Yeah. Zuri, and, you know, like, Zuri is uh, his the trainer guy. Mick is that the guy's name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a trainer guy. He dies and that like throws him over the edge and causes him to become unbalanced and Zuri, allows Clubber no. Lane to beat him and yeah. stuff like that. You know so. Like, yeah. to me, Killmonger's Clubber Lane, and then he has to go and, tra- you know, much like Rocky IV, train in the snow to right. get better. So, so, Eric, do you have a pr- do you have a prediction for this fight? Yeah. Pain. Pain, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, just to kill you. And so, but it also has this Godfather-esque, like, you know, Shakespeare-type level sure. of, like, family intrigue, family betrayal, like, all this lies. kind of stuff. And lies. And so, like, those... Those are the things in terms of filmmaking, the writing, the production design, the cinematography, just not just the acting. Yeah, and, and, in, in and calling from those influences all that you love to make something camera, new so, yeah. and From Ruthie Carter to Rachel Morrison to Robert Cole, like all these people just crushed it. That's like the way to put together a movie like this. The complete opposite of The Last Jedi. Yeah, exactly. Which is the way not to put together a movie like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I All I heard yeah. from the last five minutes is that I wish Mr. T was in this movie. Now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he I'm not was. Sure. If you look at the Jabari guys, yeah. they if all Snoop, have more. If Snoop couldn't be in it, Mr. Was T couldn't be in it. No, he wasn't. I mean, okay. but yeah. His look, his look. No, no Snoop, his no Mr. T. First name, no Snoop's Mr. No Bo Keem went by. Thank you for letting me get that out. Because I really wanted to get that out. That's on point. No, Bo Keem Woodbine is not there. I'm looking at so, salute to Bilal. Thank you for, for breaking down the cinematography because that that is important in this movie. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have the 
most important moment of the Begin Podcast, which is our... Ratings. Ratings, ratings, mm. ratings. If you oh, are just joining us for the first time... Mm. No, no, I was thinking of Bo Keen, what Bobby did, baby. You break it down in he a minute. How are we going to break this down? Wait, hold on. Okay, we have, we have the positives, which are measured in SJs. SJs are the initials of our favorite uh, genre black entertainers. Uh, other. Steve James, Sam Jackson... And of course, Stogie Stony. Jackson. And we and to rep- represent negatives, we have Star Screams because Star Scream is literally every <laughs> kind of cheesy bad writing excuse you can use in Transformers to make the plot go along. You turn can those represent by Star Scream. We're gonna turn those to Ryan Johnson. I'm turning my SJs to BWs for Bokeem Woodbine today, goddammit. Because he's still alive. Leave Bokeem Woodbine alone. Come on, RJs. I like that. I like the RJs. Before Black Panther, we had Star Screams, and now we're gonna have RJs. like the world before and after Black Panther. Yeah, the world has changed, man. Beam has been hating on Star Screams for Colonize our minds, man. You right, never right. forget Starscream, Starscream will always steal the Energon cubes. That's true. That's true. And use them yeah, our, not in the Ryan way that's Johnson is gonna be forgotten within yes. two years. Alright, so Starscream Starscream I'm, gonna, gonna I'm gonna set it off. <laughs> two months. Alright, I'm gonna set it off yeah. with this whole thing. Uh I thought I wouldn't give a movie this high uh Don't do SJs. It. I got listen. Uh I have to. Like, Eleven SJs? Yeah, right. So it's on a scale of zero to five. One? Zero to five. five. The yeah. it gets all of the SJs. It's rare for me to go see a movie. I'm actually gonna see it later on today again. Uh but to see a movie and being a critical minded person, a super nerd, and to have very little negative things to say about it. It was just from start to finish a very solid movie. All aspects, from cinematography to the character representation from mining the comic books taking little pieces of the lore that i love and making it palatable for everyone else it it, it did it it was firing on all cylinders uh it's currently my favorite movie of 2018 so i know it's starting how many again? uh five i'm going all i'm going all ah, in. jumping all in. Uh, i might regret this maybe there's another movie this year that that yeah sure makes you know i'm setting the bar high but they did a great job and uh something we didn't talk about is the inclusion of music as well. Uh, yeah. That scene, Sounds the right. introduction scene, when Too Short is playing in Oakland, that's when I was like, Ryan Coogler, look at you, son. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now, playing Too Short was the last time you had Too Short <laughs> in a Marvel movie. And, and knowing Too Short, he was actually playing in 88 <laughs> in, in Oakland, yeah, man, because his right. shit, man, he been saying, bitch, since I was born. So yeah. that's his favorite word. But like I'm saying, like, those little details yeah, for me first album came were, out. were very crucial, and I think that they did a good job of piecing all of those things in. Um, mm. For me, that was like, you know, very important. An unprecedented five SJs. Yes, and the fact that they they put a lot of information in every scene. Not just the characters, the acting, but visually. Like, separating the tribes. Calling back to African culture. And, you know, I feel like you could break down every scene and see that there was loving detail in everything. So for me, like, I have to give it five for that. For Star Screams, uh, I'm going to give it one. Okay. And that is because there were a couple pieces uh, that really bothered me. The the Ross thing was a was a you know setback. The vibranium not being described, whatever is minor. But uh, the one scene that really got me was after the falling down the shaft, like the shaft in Africa scene. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? 
You know what I'm talking about? Where they fall down the scene and then they come up the shaft. Yeah, and then, that was clever. I guess you did that. After the shaft in Africa scene, yeah, right. when he's like, I want to see the sunrise, and he, T'Challa says, I can he- we can heal you. And Killmonger goes with, I don't want to be in chains, my ancestors thing. Uh, while I understand <laughs> what he's going for, it just didn't strike me as the motivation of Killmonger. He spent his whole life trying to get to Wakanda and to take over and for him to give up so easily did not for so me. So easily? He, he got stabbed in the he, he got stabbed in the heart. He went all in. <laughs> I, lost. I, I, I would give he up. He wanted to go like, out nah, on his own terms. Said, Yo, he, he, got, he got stabbed in the heart. He got stabbed in the heart and walked. And, like, no, he got helped and, up the like, shaft. Like, he, uh, up, up and down the shaft. And stabbed in the heart. I, like 50 Cent got shot nine times. He didn't go nowhere afterwards. Yeah, he did. No, he, he did. went he to the, the top of the charts. He went to the top <laughs> of the charts. Okay. Show him your wounds. I'm saying, so like, I'm saying 50 Cent one, like, let me get shot, throw me in the ocean. He's like, nigga, call an ambulance. Like, <laughs> which is probably what Killmonger was like. No. Except that's what Killmonger is. It's the same thing. Like, and he's like, yo, don't save me because I'm a G like that. Okay, also, they had to go up the elevator. Yeah. Like, they didn't talk no time. Like, he was like, they waited. He's just like a slow elevator ride up the shaft. It was fast. I watched, I just like, watched it. Like, like my chest, sir. But, like, like, let me catch but my, my biggest thing is that. He's not on that revolutionary life. No, like, so, so here's my yes. thing is that. Nor did I felt the that Killmonger would have known. I feel like you guys are just proving this point. He mm. saw weakness in T'Challa. He would have been like, all right, heal me. I am going to cause another insurrection. I'm here. You can't stop me. And I I, I understand, like, uh, Cordwinder kind of turn me around because t- uh, Killmonger might not be dead but also Laserbeam explained it well being like Marvel kills its villains and that's a big thing and for me that was the they one if one big thing it kills Killmonger's some of its villains it kills yes. most of most of, villains. most of them uh-huh. but you know the ones that they keep are the standouts they, yeah. they keep Loki they keep uh, Mordu and you know they you could easily bring back Killmonger I, and I think him. and they had the technology they may bring him back um, so that was me like I, I thought like, how can you make that scene work with him living how can you make that happen and have impact it's the last scene in the movie then how, how do you make that work I thought it was Come lazy. on, bro. I Let's just lazy. walk him back in, you know what I'm saying, thought... after all of that. <laughs> Put a Kamoyo bean right in his chest. Right? Right? Kamoyo yeah, saved the colonizer. <laughs> hey, come so, on over here. Hang yeah. out with us, dog. Kamoyo over here. He kingdom. wanted to go out yeah, on his like, own terms. He came in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He I, did I his thing. fucks with that more than, want... like, let him back in. And he goes, nah, He wanted to go out on his own terms. That's what I saw. I think they let Lord Winder is right. If Youngin from from It that fell down the well can still be alive... Then yeah. kill Marvin because he'll be alive. alive. All right, all right. So, all right. So that's right. for me. And and right. again, so I got five, five SJs, SJs. Uh, one, one star stream. The only way this movie could have been better if like Barry O showed up. If Barack was in this movie, <laughs> the only way this movie could be better because Barack is Killmonger. Yo, don't <laughs> you keep mind this. blown. Yeah. Uh, all right. But yeah, so that that's me. Force out. Cold all right. Silence now. What's up? I'm gonna go. We're all done. All right, I, I love this movie as well. I'm gonna go with. Four and one half SJs. Four and a half. Just because uh, the some of the 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 uh, CG animation was was just so just blatantly. Yeah, and, and I hated I hated that too. <laughs> That's what I'm taking off a half an SJ for. It. it it's it wasn't as I feel like uh, Kruger uh, Kugler has a really good sense on live action sequences but he's probably not that experienced with 
with um, yeah, with animation, CG, and CG and animation, yeah. and I feel like the second unit director probably dealt with some of that, and that you could tell that that yeah, same this, this, passion, yep. attention to detail, everything that yeah, made this movie yeah. amazing yeah. was not there in in that second unit CG thing. Yeah, regarding those fights, that's just how I felt. So that's why I'm taking off a half a half an SJ for that. For Star Screams, I'm gonna give it one as well. Um, the thing, I mean, the, the filmmaking was 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 really on point. Um, the one Star Scream comes from some of the some of the portrayal of um, like the the acting choices of Michael B. Jordan in ways I felt was uneven in certain scenes. Yeah. And and um, how you you know how you make um, there there could have been opportunities to make uh, T'Challa a more vibrant character. He's so stoic as to make him kind of fade into the background a bit compared to a supporting cast. So you know yeah. he's supposed to be the main dude. He's he's the star of the movie, and often that happens in superhero movies. Your star is is. You know, doesn't have the the medius role just because it can't be. It's hard to write that way, so that's a that's a star screen for me. But uh, four and a half and one, that's me. Catalyst coming at you. Um, so for me, um, I'm I'm going with the with the good old five uh, SJs, Whoa. or as I'm calling them today, BWs, the Bokeem Woodbines, because that's my man. <laughs> because dead. what we're calling them today, um, but. It's because this movie was good in every realm other than the fact that Bokeem Woodbine wasn't in it. So, um, and I'm saying, like, uh, like the Oversight. action sequences were great. Like, where was Wesley Snipes? Uh, I think I'm, <laughs> where was Wesley Snipes? I don't, I don't think I'm, I, I think I mentioned if already. Wesley Snipes was in this movie. But I think, you know, I already mentioned like the scene where Okoye throws the spear through the, the whip and then slides down on the hood of the car. That was great. Top notch stuff. The, 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 uh, two like uh ritual fight sequences like i don't think we've even mentioned that yet like those were mm -hmm. great like yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of movies that give you that stereotypical oh man the hero's in plight what's he gonna do now all of a sudden he flips it around it's his fight this movie takes that very cliche aspect of you know cinema cinema uh uh, choreography and, and makes it feel fresh mm. um, and I don't think that's been said enough yet and that stood out a lot for me like th there's no other I don't, I don't think other Marvel movie where you see like these really elegant one on one fight sequences that mean so much to Which a culture came from and the, the Hudlin run good good yeah exactly so um, and using African martial arts yeah yeah and that that I that thought was great inspired. Yep. Um, the costume direction was gorgeous, you know, um, you know, I, I, I want a rhino, you know, like just so much, so, <laughs> there's so many things that I can say about this movie that I remember that, that will sit with me. Like I, I very rarely say I'm, I'm excited to see a movie a second time, mm. but I want to go see this movie so bad again, like just as bad as I was to see it the first time. Um, so, so five, uh, Bo Keems, um, <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to go with, uh, I'm gonna go with a, a half of a star scream in this instance, um, and and that's just because uh, it, it, it it there there was a few things that just you know felt long winded to me, and 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 as as good as the dialogue was, and as fresh as some things were, there were a couple of, of scenes in a two hour and ten minute long movie that could have been 
I don't know what necessarily cut out completely, but cut down. Mm-hmm. Um, so so uh, that, it was not enough to break a film. It was not enough to take you out of anything. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, that, Bokeem Woodbine's not in it, and sure, he didn't have more scenes. So that's my half a, half a star screen right there. There you go, Catalyst. All right, uh, Laser Bean, uh, Fishy Mama Supreme. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, like baby, it. I like it raw. I like it. I'm going to hit it. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Uh, I love that. Shimmy, 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 All right, here's my score. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, four and a half uh, SJs. Um, I really loved it. It was almost near perfect in terms of enjoyment. Um, it just, uh, maybe, essentially because it didn't have the Soul Stone in there. Every Marvel movie that has introduced uh, Infinity Stone has been in this movie. I feel like this one needed to be in the, in this movie as Why well. Why did the black movie a Soul Stone? Yes, exactly. I'm not just mincing get words your about soul it. Soul Stone. <laughs> you know what I did? Like, like, yeah. yeah. Green Isles in a jar is. Is how they had to explain the gems. I thought it was heavy-handed. I'm glad they didn't force. Honestly, I think it's better because they didn't have to. This didn't really do much in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It didn't push much forward. It's just all right. Just, just I'm just saying for me. I've watched all 18 cinematic uh, Marvel Cinematic movies. Um, I feel like at this point it would be the last stone that's introduced. You wouldn't have to do much forcing and explaining. Like, if anyone's seen half of these films, you've seen uh, the Infinity Stones, so you would know what the hell they are already. Right. Um, And it would just help explain that, you know, I'm sure they're going to do it in the Infinity War movie, fine. But for me, that's why I would have made it a five. But, so it just gets a four. Four and a half. For the the bling bling. For the bling bling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So lack thereof. Every time I come into you, say that bling bling. And so that's why it gets four and a half uh, SJs. And then why it gets uh, one and a half? I'm gonna give it one and a half. That's uh, a lot. That's okay. bad. <laughs> I'm, just yeah. I'm gonna give it one and a half. Uh, RJ's. Hit <laughs> 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 him with the heat. Hit him with the heat. SJ's and RJ's. It only makes sense <laughs> what we're doing here. <laughs> SJ's and RJ's. Hit him with the heat. Like the star screen, RJ's. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm coming over to your team. Yeah, feeling. yeah. Um, why it gets uh, what I have at, uh, RJ's is uh, or old school star screams. Um, it's just because uh, I feel like it was kind of up until a certain point. It kind of felt like a traditional kind of normalish. Uh, it could have been it, it. It was feeling, but it, it never really got there. Of a normal Marvel, just generic action movie. And it um it really came but the humor and, and like everything everybody said has been on point and I agree. Uh, it's just like the deep impactful acting and and drama of the betrayal and all the Hamlet stuff that everybody's been saying really uh, brought it over for me of making me like it a lot more. And that stuff doesn't come in until like an hour into the movie. When yeah, uh, like Killmonger mid- comes back a into weird, the film, it's like a weird structure. Like the middle of the second Section. act, yeah. stuff starts to starts to come. And I was like, oh, okay, this, uh, yeah, this is why one of the reasons I think Killmonger's the best Marvel Cinematic villain yeah, to date, absolutely, um, because he actually has a, a a real deep, complicated, almost justifiable uh, motivation, as opposed to yes. everybody else. Do from Thor: Dark World. 
and well, Loki, Ronan. Loki has a good, Loki like, has a good one. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, kind of does. Nah. He, no, not really. He just wants to be king of his... Like, well, he's, he's got his own... He's a chest issue. He's a chest crap. Let me hit you with this real quick. Uh, Killmonger is from real people. They're called black people. And Loki is from ice giants. So, <laughs> ice giants. I don't really Damn. care about their motivations. <laughs> he like it raw. Of why they're upset. Real people <laughs> called black people. That's what they, that's what they call it. I'm getting that t-shirt tomorrow. Killmonger is for real people. Ice giants called black people. If you didn't know. Black yeah, heard about us. All right, all right. So that's that's where. Um, wow. That, uh, I don't think I can follow that. <laughs> um. So everybody's talking this Loki stuff. I'm like, he's no. yeah. His motivation is like, yeah, I come from Ice Giants and whatever. But Killmonger comes from. But that's why I felt real because it's, it's what I am. It's where I come from. Um. I, I'm an African American from a major metropolitan city, and it it resonated deeply with me. I'm from Chicago. Uh, I've lived in America my whole life. It it's it spoke to me of his motivation. Right. It just got twisted and and everything. Okay. So I felt that he was the, the super strong build. So right. uh, four and a half uh, SJs, one and a half uh, RJs. RJs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess it just leaves me in the building. Uh, I I give it five. Uh, SJ's. Yeah. I love this movie. Who you um, is though? Who you is? Who, who you? Be double black, right? I'm oh, double black. Okay. Uh, this is double black coming at, coming back at you, coming around. We're coming around the horn. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm rounding it out. But yeah, I love this movie. I, at first, I was just I was thinking about my rating the first time I saw it. And I was like, ah, it's like a four. But then like the cultural moment and the impact that it's having for me, movies are just you know I, I take movies in three ways. One is like how it impacts me. Two is how it impacts the people around me. And three is how does it impact the world and stuff like that. And that really influences, like, how I see movies in a lot of ways. And so this movie, you know, gains points for me just because of the cultural impact and the dialogue yes. that it's, that like it's nothing, having. Yeah, true. It's nothing, it's nothing we've seen before yeah. on screen ever. The beautiful Afrocentrism, like, all these things have just, like, made this movie amazing and a great experience. And so I... I give it a five. Uh, I loved Killmonger. He's the greatest villain in the MCU, yes. in my in my opinion. Um, I think he challenges T'Challa. He changes T'Challa. Like great villains yes. actually challenge and yep. change. Yeah. And yes. so to me, yes. I always you know people compare True. him to Loki, but I take it out of MCU. He is like Kirk's Khan. Yeah. Like Ooh. you understand Ooh. why Khan is why he is because he's abandoned on that goddamn planet for fifteen years, right. and he's like I have one motivation kill James T. Kirk and everything he loves. And that's what Kilmar. It's like, I'm going to kill you right. and well, everyone nice. who was ever with yep. you and put him in the dirt. And yes. so, like, that, like, that I understand I really like why he is the way he is yes. and why Killmonger, Agreed. you know. And so, and by the end of, con you know, Spock is dead and, like, Kirk has changed as a person. Yeah. And so T'Challa is changed. He sees that, like, yes. what we've been doing is wrong. We have to reveal ourselves yes. to the world yes. and stuff like that. And he's able to, so, like, that is what made Killmonger, like, the greatest villain to me. Um, and he's better than Loki. He's different from Loki, and he would he would totally kill himself like that. Like just seeing, because I didn't want him to kill himself either. Because I'm a comic book fan like you, Force, and I wanted him to live. But like just seeing how it impacted all these other people in the theater and stuff like that who are not comic book fans, and yeah, sp okay. particularly like the black people and stuff like that, and like how you can't take that dramatic beat away from people. And, and in stuff the movie, like it, it it impacts 
uh, T'Challa too. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly. that's what causes him. He's to, like, we can to heal you. Not just mind. he's not just talking about healing your body. We can heal your exactly. broken he can, spirit. He, can, he yes. You know, yes. and yeah. but like he's so. He, that's the only moment where he's vulnerable. He goes back to being that kid. He's just like, and he's just like, remember my dad telling me stories about Wakanda and these sunsets, and he's finally able to be vulnerable again. And that's, but he's, you know, he's Still this person who has a stunted emotional growth because all he's put on top of that little boy is hate yes. and, yeah. and, and murder and, 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 and just being a soldier and stuff like that yeah. and stealing himself against the world yeah. and stuff like that. And as a black man, there's a lot, that's the only way many of us have been yeah. able to move through the world. Yeah. and stuff like that is through violence and through stealing ourselves through the world and like only iron survives in the white man's world if you're black and like those are sayings that black men have to teach their sons and stuff like that um, and so to see that you know to see that in a villain and that his motivation was just amazing and you yes. know this you know all I mean the points I brought up earlier the writing the costume design the producing like everything was just so on point for me in this movie um and he's different from Loki. Killmonger is different from Loki in that Loki isn't immortal, so Loki can go to jail for two hundred. He's, he's not real people. But like, you know, Loki can go today. to jail for two hundred years and just wait for his moment. Yeah. Like Killmonger has seen what jail is like for black people, and he's like, I choose death over that because, yeah. like, to him, incarceration is just bondage, yeah, so which is basically yeah, what it is. Yeah. So he chooses death over that. Yeah. We're, we're still talking about comic book movie, though. Just yeah. remember. So yeah, yeah. but anyway, these are, these are um, characters. But I do give it one. Starscream, or I'm gonna go with him, or RJ. Oh I'm gonna give it one RJ because <laughs> yeah. over. Never, never forget, <laughs> it's cool. never forget. I'm gonna go with my man Laser Beam on this one and give it one. And it's because one of the my, one of my critiques that I've seen and seen the film a couple times is I'm not really inspired by some of the action sequences. They didn't do anything new or interesting. What? Like comparing it to previously, like Civil War and what I saw in that Wait, in that airport War, scene, like, you know, he's just like blowing up a car and flipping over. I'm like, like I said earlier, like I've seen that done better before in the Matrix movies yes. and in Bad Boys and stuff like that. And so, like the car chase in Bad Boys is one of my favorite car chases. But like this car chase, I was just like, ah. Uh, and but the the waterfall, like. A catalyst is right. The water, the warrior the rich, fall, the rituals, the ritual, ritual combat. combat. That stuff that's was the amazing. Good stuff. Yeah. You could tell that, like that is how they yeah, like. That, that's know, his strength. He went like that's where his yeah. strength with Creed and like boxing. Well, they also improved on the comics. Yeah. Because in the Hublin run, there's not. It's not at a waterfall. It's more of a ring, a traditional mm -hmm. fight. That that waterfall mm -hmm. actually is like introduced in the yeah. early in the run in uh, in the. Yeah, it's from the comic book. The artist. I can't remember which one, but it's on. Bishema, yeah, it's it's from the comic. Yeah, but anyway, and that's, so like, that's actually a very, really yeah. one of the most famous panels in, in Black in Panther. Comics. Yeah, I just I sat there, I sat there watching oh, it, and okay. it felt like a fighting game. It felt yeah. like a video game. Yeah, it felt, it really like, I was felt like, like this yeah. is like I just yeah. could be a level for. When you were fighting. talking about how, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a month yeah. ago, when we were talking about how they introduced Black Panther in the Marvel <laughs> fighting game, and yeah. he wasn't that interesting. He was just a reskin character. I was just like, they need to put this. T'Challa in the exactly. fighting game. Yeah, like, yeah, like alternate costume is he's just got his shield and his spear and he's kicking ass. Yeah. And stuff like that. So yep. anyway, but like, so I, and I give it one because just the action scenes didn't seem that inspired. And that's, I mean, Ryan Coogler, he's 31. He's yeah. he's a young, young director that's out young here. young book. And he's 31 doing this. And so like, I am really impressed with everything he's done and he you know he's still learning and yeah. so like so the action scenes aren't that great this, there's some parts with the CG, CG when it's like the you know the two well the rhinos I was more forgiving with it's when the two of them are fighting is very rubber manny and kind of stuff like that so I didn't like buy so 
you know, and that's kind of on Marvel. That's kind of not on him in a lot of ways. And so that's more my one SJ or, you know, RJ in this case comes from. So right. that's double black and I'm out. Yeah. Well, so. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this extremely awesome yet long-winded Black one. Panther. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got more shit, y'all. We, we're coming back. <laughs> we, got more. We, we can, we can, keep talking we can talk all day. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I would love if you guys like what you're hearing, comment, share your thoughts. This movie is going to be dissected for the next, I don't know how long. They're already teaching classes on it. Yep, like, yep. This is just but, critical debates and race is, is blowing up, dude. Yeah, yeah so up. share all it with right. your friends. Let us know what you think. Begin podcast out 5,000.